Okay, hey, this is Brent Leary, and uh, it's really cool because I'm sitting here in the uh, headquarters of Lola.com, sitting with the uh, kind of brand new, newly minted CEO of Lola, but a buddy of mine from back in the day, Mike Volpe. Yeah, thanks awesome to see me. you again. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, thanks for coming by. It's good to have you. So I've known you for years, and I've known you for years as a marketer or a CMO. Yeah. But now you've taken on the mantle of CEO. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like I don't need to ask you this, but I do need to ask you this. Give me a little bit of your personal background. Yeah, sure. Um, so I've worked as a marketer for a real long time. Um, I was at HubSpot, part of the early founding team there, uh, ran marketing uh, through the IPO. So it was there for about eight and a half years. And, uh, and then I ran marketing at a cybersecurity company called Cyber Reason uh, for a couple years. Uh, and then I just joined uh, Lola.com uh, about a month ago, actually. Wow. So it's, yeah, fresh, fresh on the job, but um, as CEO, as you just said. So it's, uh, it's a little bit of a different deal. Uh, it's been fun so far. Absolutely. And we'll get into the sports talk a little later. Oh, um, <laughs> all right. So you've been a CMO for years. You start as a CEO for the very first time. Yeah. How has that changed? Or what's the di- big differences? What's, what prepared you from a CMO perspective to become a CEO, you think? Yeah. I, I mean, I think there's a lot of skills you learn as a CMO that prepare you for the CEO job. Um, you understanding growth models, understanding different go-to-market models, uh, and how those apply to different businesses. Uh, you know, so depending what the price point that you're targeting, you know, who you're selling to, what you, how you think you're going to sell it, all those things affect how you should do your go-to-market. And if you have a strong marketing background, you understand all the different go-to-market models. So being able to pair those with the business and the strategy, I think, is one area that as a marketer you learn a lot about that helps you as a CEO. Uh, I think another one is around communications, mm-hmm. right? And so both uh, external communications um, and things like you know PR and just what your messaging is, uh, you know sales communications, but also internal as well. Um, you know the, that's a gigantic stakeholder you have yeah. as a CEO is the internal team and understanding how to communicate well with them and things like that. And then finally, just on the leadership and management side, I mean, if you've grown your career in marketing and managed larger teams, then you've had an opportunity to you know learn a lot of those skills. Um, uh, and that stuff obviously becomes, I'd say, some of the differences become that you're managing things you're not an expert in anymore. Uh, so I am not an expert in engineering. I am not an expert in product design, um, but I am you know responsible um, you know for things like that. Other parts of the company that I'm not as much of an expert in. Uh, so that's one big difference. Um, uh, and probably actually like the major difference, to be honest, like there's some other things as well, but it's, uh, I, so I do, I do actually do think the CMO sort of job is a good grooming ground for CEOs. Um, but it's definitely not the only thing that gets the job done. Like being the best CMO in the world is not going to necessarily get you the CEO job. Right. Talk a little bit about Lola. Yeah. So, um, we, uh, we make, we simplify and make business travel better. Um, so I think most companies have some sort of business travel solution. And the reason they have that is because the finance department wants some basic policies and controls to keep employees from making mistakes and overspending the company's money. <laughs> uh, and the other benefit of it is that um, 
employees get 24-7 VIP concierge support. So typically companies are willing to invest a little bit of money to give their employees the support that they need to have better experiences when things go wrong during business travel because something always goes wrong. Yeah. Uh, and so we do both of those things, but we're really made, we're sort of the new modern version of those things. Uh, we do what's called agile travel management. So all the existing systems are sort of take many weeks to implement. They're very expensive. They're not very flexible. Um, ours has, a, you know, you can set up a travel policy in five minutes. Um, it's very dynamic. It adapts pricing to local market conditions and local cities. Uh, it's just a much more agile approach to travel management. Uh, and so that's what we do. So we've been getting a lot of traction uh, with sort of, you know, small, fast growing companies um, that really like what we're doing and our sort of new approach to it. So I knew you from from the beginning at at HubSpot. Yeah, and that you were an early an early follower of HubSpot <laughs> from the outside as like an analyst and things like that in the industry. You were actually like the first sort of you know CRM industry analyst <laughs> to find HubSpot. So actually, you get you should get major credit for that. Uh, I'll let the guys know. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, you you started from the ground up there, and it's been years ago now. But now Lola, you're kind of. Doing a, a bit of a return to form here. Yeah. Like you're doing it as a CEO. What, yeah. What, can you give me some of the kind of compare contrast where you are now and, and how that was at uh, HubSpot and kind of figure out what kind of things are the same now being at a startup versus what it was back in the day with HubSpot? Yeah, sure. Um, I think there's a bunch of things that are uh, similar. Certainly all the challenges going from, you know, from zero to one and sort of figuring out that really, really early stage stuff is very similar. Uh, we're definitely doing a bunch of things right now that are not scalable um, because it just doesn't matter because you're just trying to get a bunch of traction and get things off the ground and get things going. Uh, and I remember those days at HubSpot. It then, you know, at any successful company, it then shifts into a, okay, well, how do we make this team 10 times bigger? How do we grow, you know, now that we've figured out sort of the model, uh, and then you start to worry about efficiency and scalability and things like that. But we're definitely at that first stage. Um, I think we're gonna very quickly move into that second stage, but we're not quite there yet. So there's, there's definitely a lot of similarities from like uh, the theme and things like that. I'd say some of the differences are, you know, the early days at HubSpot, we had a much more balanced organization, like an equivalent number of people in sales and marketing versus you know product. Mm -hmm. um, here, you know, Paul English, the founder of Lola.com, he came from uh, he had founded Kayak, really strong on product and engineer. He's an engineer by training, um, has a lot of ideas in product and product design as well, and he's built a very large uh, and effective product organization here. Um, but we really haven't built out nearly as much in the sales and marketing side. So if I had to say, I'd say, you know, um, we've, we've done very well on building out the product and engineering side and we have more work to do on the sales and marketing side uh, versus, you know, I, I came in early on in HubSpot. Mark Roberge came in, you know, who led sales, came in shortly after me. And so I think we were just a little bit more balanced there. So we've got some catch up to do in the sales and marketing side. So I'd say that's definitely one difference. That's going to be interesting because, you know, that marketing is where you've lived for so long. Yeah. And you got to catch up on the marketing side, but you're the CEO now. Yeah. So how, what kind of challenges does that present to you personally to say, I, I, I know we need to do the marketing, but I'm the CEO. I, I got to focus on everything else. It's a really interesting challenge. Like We were chatting about this earlier. It, I feel like I need to be very conscious of not to just come in and end up being, you know, interim CMO with 80% of my time. Right. Mm -hmm. Um 
and uh, and I need to make sure that I build out that team in a way that they can be self-sufficient. Um, and I need to make sure I'm doing all the other CEO type of things. Uh, the good news is so far, it's like any startup with a lot of uh, opportunity. It, um, there are so many things that are on my list to do <laughs> that um, that there's no shortage of work, and I'm I'm being uh, forcibly pulled into all the CEO related things, which is good because uh, it's forcing me to spend a, a minority of my time on marketing, uh, which is also forcing me to make sure I spend some time on hiring uh, in order to get things going. But yeah, it's I think any first time CEO, you you have a bad habit would be to go back into like the area of your functional expertise and spend a lot of time there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need to be really conscious of that uh, as any sort of first timer I think does. Yeah. All right. So I gotta, gotta get into a little of the sports stuff here. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, you know, you're a big Boston sports fan. You are too. I think. I, <laughs> I'm about as anti Boston sports as you, but you know, it's coming up on football season. You know, you're, you're a big Pats fan. I on the other hand, Rams fan. Um, and I was just so happy, you know, I, I kind of like to look at the predictions that are going to come in the 2018 season, and Peter King put out his predictions. Now, I, I'm not a big, you know, usually I'm not a big follower of Peter King or any of his prognostications, but uh, he did. <laughs> but this one apparently caught your eye. Well, it kind of caught my attention. Um, so he had a prediction for uh, who's going to end up in the Super Bowl this year. Oh, okay. Um, and... <laughs> Patriots, that's not going out on okay. them. No, like, it's you know. a little bit of a strategy. I think you know they're not exactly the strongest team they've ever had, but you know they're. Uh, it's hard to bet against Tom Brady. Yeah, and Belichick. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so that's on the AFC side. Okay, and, and then on the NFC side, uh, you know, kind of a surprise to me, but uh, they actually picked the Rams. Interesting. Um, yeah, okay. really I, see where, interesting. I see where this is going. <laughs> this doesn't happen often, believe me, for the Rams. Yeah, uh, and then of course. After he picked uh, who was going to be in the Super Bowl, he actually predicted who would win. Oh, interesting. You care okay. to take a... I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're going to say the Rams. But the, but the, <laughs> what I would just say about that is it's interesting because there was, there was some Super Bowl like a while uh, ago. Yeah. I was actually there, uh, interestingly <laughs> enough. Yeah. And uh, I think the Rams were predicted to win that game too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's why I have a little bit of a hesitation <laughs> on these predictions. Yeah, this right, prediction. right. But I, I, it was kind of fun. To, you know, I've been in the wilderness for years. This yeah, is yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. I yeah. haven't been able to break out the Rams power for yeah. years. But well, the, if, that, if that happens, we should go. How about that? If that and you know if where they, the Super Bowl if, is this year? I actually don't know. I forget. Where is it? Atlanta. Oh, is it really? It's oh, Atlanta. great. Well, I got a place to stay then. You know, the last time the Super Bowl was in Atlanta it was uh, 1999. And... Uh, the Rams played in that Super Bowl too, and um, yeah. guess what? They won. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's a good. That's a good track record. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, that that would be a fun trip. We should do that. So we, we it's that. on video now. Yeah, I know. Now, 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 now we actually got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But yeah. anyway, so thanks for having me over, man. This has been great. No, thanks for coming by. And it was great to talk success. about it. Much yeah. success. I can't wait to see what you you do with uh, Lola. Thanks. And uh, we'll be checking in on him. Sounds good. All right.